Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. And this is episode number 294, 294, a.k.a. six more episodes. And I will have completed 300 of these things. Now, granted, only uh, I've only started. They, they started to become 45 minutes or longer at episode 113. But I have completed at, uh, at by the end of the year, 300 podcast episodes. And another thing is, of course, as you probably already know, I am finally on Spotify. It was the only service that I wasn't on that I wanted to be on, but now I'm on it. And that's a good thing. And I, and the funny thing is I already knew I was on Spotify before they even told me I was on Spotify because I actually use Spotify. So <laughs> they send an email to me, mm, you are now officially on Spotify. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, mm, I've been on Spotify for about a week and a half now. You just didn't get around to telling me about it. So, uh, or about a week or so, something like that. So if you're listening to me on Spotify, hello, Spotify bastards. You know, cause I, you know, I'm on uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, blah, 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 yo mama's radio. I'm on all of that crap. And uh, now finally Spotify. So thank you guys at Spotify. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to me yet again, you weird bastards. Now folks, yours truly, the host, me, as Anthony Thomas. I got a letter for jury duty and uh, being a wonderful citizen that I am, I immediately filled out the forms and mailed it back in all the while going, why are you people bothering me? I mean, just in case there's someone listening in this audience who's actually from the system. And I just want to let you know that I, I did not say that. I, I never said anything even close to that. I said, wow, you guys are the greatest. <laughs> anyway. But I do wonder why they bother certain people. You know, I mean, you know, you send it in and and, 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 they, and when you get in there, from what I understand, they give you the old. Is there anybody here that just cannot do the service and it's just too much of a hardship for you? Let's say for the sake of argument, you, you know, you're a traveling person or, you know, maybe you live in paycheck to paycheck and you can't take the hit and you don't have a job where you're going to get your, you're going to get paid anyway just for doing jury duty like you do if you work for the government or something like that. You know, or, or, you know, some kind of or, or maybe you have a sick relative that you're taking care of or, or something like that, you know, and I'm sitting there going, can't you just weed those people out before dragging their butts down there and asking them that question? Because I had relatives go down there and they go, does anybody here have a reason they don't want to be here? And you put your hand up and like, all right, good, get out. And you're going, I could have done that over the phone. It's like, jury duty people. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like doing it. Okay, no problem. Why'd you mail it to me? I don't know. We got to do something. <laughs> Once again, if there's any jury duty people listening, I just want to say that I'm just kidding. I think you guys are incredible. <laughs> but there was a section inside of there where you can act. If you actually do have a hardship, uh, you can actually write it inside of the notes section. Why you can't do jury duty or why you should get an ex be excused from jury duty, which is kind of cool when you really think about it. You know, I had a friend of mine and he's one of those linchpin people, you know, those people that if you take them out of the family and I don't mean kill them or anything like that. I'm talking about if they have to, you know, if they get sick, they get the runs or something or if they go on vacation or something or something like that. Something just innocuous thing takes them out of the game. Everybody gets effed up. 
you know, people can't get to hospital appointments. People, you know, people that you that they would they would counsel doesn't don't get the counsel, things of that nature, you know. And so say, say, say you, you, you get out of doing jury duty. And I, and I was wondering if you have a real hardship and I, I know somebody who has a real hardship um, taking care of a bunch of people and they can't, they just, they literally, they have no backup and they can't do it. And they keep getting jury duty notices. Now I'm sitting there going, well, you know, I have uh, six, uh, my, all four of my grandparents are sick. I drive them. I spend, I do, do nothing. I haven't had sex since 1975. I just do anything, nothing but drive them to their appointments and get their medicine. And there's no one else to help me because everyone else in the family fell off a building. It's just me and four old people. And, you know, they need me to do it. And then he writes that into the section and sends it in. And they go, you're excused. And then like eight months later, you've been randomly selected. And you're going, can't you not put this guy in something to let you know, leave? Did they were a leave the bastard alone box that you could put something in there because i'm kind of getting weirded out by the jury system sometimes it reminds me of uh, you know boxing judges you know you ever watch a, a, a boxing uh match and you see what's going on there and you're wondering if the people that are judging the boxing bout are watching the same fight you're watching you want somebody to go behind them with a secret camera and find out whether or not they're watching bum fights on youtube or something because they didn't judge the crap the way you judge the crap and sometimes it's the same thing with a jury verdict. You get a jury. Well, uh, we find the defendant guilty. Uh, he died three days before the crime. We don't care. Dig his ass up and throw him in jail. You know, or the other way. We find a defendant not guilty. Um, we, 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 he did it on live television. Well, I wasn't watching that channel. What the hell is this? Jury of your peers, the hell out of here. We already know who's on the jam jury is people who couldn't come up with an excuse to not do that crap in the first place. And if you're not creative enough to not to figure out how to not do that crap, then you ain't creative enough to figure out what the evidence is. Yeah, I said it, you dumb bastards. I'm sorry, I'm just annoyed. Mainly because because this bastard has to go on a jury. I'm a close enough friend where I got to back his punk ass up. And I got news for you. I don't even want to wipe my own grandparents' asses. There's a good chance I might have to wipe his grandparents' asses. And I'm telling you right now, I love his grandparents. But I already been to Lowe's and I'm buying a high-pressure hose. And if one of them craps on themselves, I'm telling you right now, I'm just, just, excuse me, Mrs. Johnson. What's that over there? Huh? Look at the other direction, please. What? Did you just hit my ass with a hose? Yes, I hit your ass with a hose. I damn sure wasn't going to hit it with a baby wipe. It ain't like we're really relatives. I know I told you you like my grandma, but you're really not my grandma. Okay, I'm just doing this crap because your grandson, my friend, is too stupid to figure out how to get out of jury duty when he actually has a real excuse to get out of jury duty. I'm starting to think this dumb bastard wants to do jury duty because sitting there watching some dude try to convince people that he didn't kill a bunch of people when there's videotaping from doing it is even more preferable, much more preferable, much more fun than wiping four old people's asses on a regular basis. Yeah, I said it.
I'm starting to think maybe we kind of look alike, me and my friend. Maybe I should just take his ID and then go down before he gets to jury duty, run in there and pretend like I'm him. So he has to still wipe the asses. And I don't. And I say this, I, I know people that work with the elderly and people that work with uh, mentally challenged people and all that kind of stuff. Just like when they say teachers don't make enough money. If you think teachers don't make enough money, I got news for you. Teachers don't have to deal with the kind of stuff that the people that deal with the elderly and the mentally challenged have to deal with. I'm telling you that right now because I got a relative or two that has that particular situation and i've seen the people that care for them and those people are freaking saints in fact i actually saw a couple of saints walk in there and going wait we're actual saints you're better than us buddy here's our saint uh, cards you can take over for us because we ain't saints compared to you we just did a couple of miracles 150,000 years ago you're wiping asses and drool right now you win my friend you win Okay, this podcast is getting a little weird. All I'm saying is that jury duty kind of sucks. You know, every other section of the of, of the of the of the system, there's some person up there who's a who's a judge who was a lawyer for 25 years, knows the law backward and forward, loves the law, loves it, loves it, loves it. You got a bunch of lawyers who've been practicing law for 15 years. Maybe they'll become a judge. Maybe they will. Maybe they just like being a lawyer and they love the law. Love it, love it, love it, love it, they love it, they love it, they love it. You know, and all of these, they got a bunch of cops in there who are protecting and serving and all of that crap. And then 12 people who forgot that they had a good excuse for not being there and they're going, oh crap, I don't want to be here in the first place. You get any 12 people together and try to get them to con convince them of anything. You get 12 people together and you can't. I'm watching football right now. You get 12 people together and they can't even tell you who's going to win between the who's who the, the team that are on the screen right now are the Redskins and the Saints. You can't even get 12 people to decide who's going to win this game. And it's 17, 13 right now in the third quarter. You can't get 12 people to convince to, to, to agree on that. You get 12 glasses of water and have everybody drink it. They're not even going to agree whether it was good or not. You can't get 12 people to agree on crap. But all of a sudden, you're going to get 12 random people who don't want to be there in the first place. They're going to decide whether or not you're going to be in jail with six dudes holding you down, treating your ass like a pinata. I'm sorry. Now, I know we're supposed to have a jury of our peers. I get it. And in the abstract, it makes sense. You want someone that can empathize with you. Someone that understands you. You know, you want someone who, who you know, someone from the community. But let's be honest. When you look around the community, how many people do you look at when you see them walking down the streets, when you walk out to get the newspaper? How many of them do you look at and go, you know, I'm confident in that person right there who doesn't realize his balls are hanging out of his robe and his ass, the, the, the robe is up and to the crack of his ass i want that guy to be the one that decides whether or not i'm in jail getting sold for cigarettes no you don't well imagine if you have to pick 12 of those and then you realize that douchebag with his balls out is the smartest of the 12 oh sweet god no i know there's a lot of things that work well in theory they really are but I'm telling you right now, my friends, I'm telling you right now, I want there to be a, I, I don't want a jury of my peers. I don't want anybody to have a jury of their peers, right? Because if they're really my peers, I got news for you. 
They ain't going to find you guilty if they're really your peers in the first place. My peers love me. My peers would jump in front of a bu bullet for me. If I did something right in front of them and you said, you know, S. Anthony whooped that person's ass. You know what my peers would say? I didn't see it. I don't think S would do something like that. We have videotape of S doing it. I'm looking at the video. That don't look like him. Roll the video. Hey, how you doing, man? This is S. Anthony. I'm about to whoop that dude's ass. I'm S. Anthony Thomas, the comedian and podcaster. Well, who has a podcast called S. Anthony Says. I'm 49 years old. I'm five foot eight. I was born in Philadelphia. And uh, here's my ID. Can you see it on the video right there? Okay, I just wanted you to see this is my actual driver's license. See that right there? Okay, I'm now keep the camera on because I wanted to be one shot so people can't say it was edited. I'm now going to walk over and beat that person's ass. And um, it, I'll be right back. I'm good. Do you still say that that's not S. Anthony whipping a person's ass? You know, as Anthony's getting kind of popular, that might be someone who's doing, you know, you, you remember that, uh, that group Beatlemania that, you know, it's kind of like, they, they look like the Beatles and they sounded like the Beatles and they were very popular in the eighties where they, you know, they went around singing all the Beatles songs and people say, oh, you guys are just like the Beatles. And we couldn't even tell the difference between you and the Beatles. Why? Well, maybe that's S. Anthony mania. Maybe that's a, uh, some dude who's just a really big fan of S. Anthony looks just like S. Anthony, which is really good for him because S. Anthony's the delicious man. And he just decided to whoop somebody's ass. And because of S. Anthony's incredible popularity and shocking good looks, he decided to cover up his crime by by framing wonderful, incredible S. Anthony Thomas. Did you ever think of that? No, that's really kind of stupid. Really, are you just trying to make excuses for your friend? Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. We're his peers. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna say that he's guilty. That's what I'm trying to say, you bastards. Look, I, I don't want to trash jury duty. I really don't. I know it's an important thing. And I know for the most part, most people do a good job. I know most people take it seriously. And it was really weird. There were people that I know that are complete douchebags who actually did jury duty. And while they're on jury duty, you would see them come home with a little jury sticker on their shirt. And they were taking that crap seriously. They were taking that crap seriously. They were taking that. I saw a guy take jury duty seriously, more seriously than he took his marriage. And more seriously than he did raising his family which is probably why his wife was banging someone else and the kid won't talk to him but when he was in jury duty his punk ass took it very very seriously that's all i'm saying so i know that for the most part most people most juries probably do a good job i would say they do a great job on the most part i really would but aren't there enough people out there that really actually want to do that crap in the first place I know people that really want, and nobody ever asked me to do jury duty. I want to do jury duty. How come I can't do jury duty? I would like to do jury duty. And then there's people like me going, what? Will you people leave me the hell alone? I'm never in the same city for more than three seconds. Come on now. Don't you have a bunch of other people that you can bother with that crap, you bastards? I mean, I, I personally don't say that because if there's anyone here who works in the jury duty system, I, I, I just want to let you know that I think everything I, everything you do is perfect. As long as, it, especially if you're the kind of person that's uh, could, has has anger issues and would like to, you know, f me over by messing up some stuff and getting me in trouble. So I just want to say that that none of this applies to you, nor do I feel that way. <laughs> but I often wonder. I really often wonder what would it take. To just collect all the people who always said, I always wanted to do jury duty. I want to do jury duty and just send that crap to those bastards and leave the rest of us bastards alone. Cause we bastards don't want to do that crap and sit in the room with 11 other bastards who are the kind of bastards that want to do this crap in the first place. And we don't want to do that crap in the first place. And we want those bastards to leave us alone. Cause we're not the kind of bastards that want to be around those bastards. I'm just saying. 
often, I wonder when a jury F's up really badly. You know, I made I made the comparison between juries and boxing judges who when sometimes the boxing judges are idiots. Let's just draw the sports comparison out a little more. OK, let's draw it out a little more and let's go from boxing to football. Let's go from boxing to football. I want them to bring out some people who aren't idiots, who really understand the system, who take it seriously, real people like that. And I would like them to do this, have an instant replay for the jury. I want them to secretly record the jury. I want the jury completely hooked up the lie detectors, all of that crap. So we can find out whether there's somebody they're going not guilty or guilty just because they want to get home in time to watch the football game. You know, that's happening. All I'm saying is, damn it, we need to make it better. And one of the ways to make it better is to stop bothering me about it. But other than that, let's just overhaul the whole thing. I know that sounds weird. I know you think I'm a little bit crazy for thinking the way I'm thinking, but I'm telling you right now, God on it, jury duty sucks. You know what? I just, you know what I was just thinking? Maybe I shouldn't even be saying that jury duty sucks and being mad at the jury duty system because we wouldn't need a jury duty system if there weren't so many damn people doing crap that they get arrested for. You know what? Maybe, you know what I'm going to do? I think I just changed my mind. Maybe I want to be on the jury, right? And I can sit there and stare down people. I'm going, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have this system in the first place. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be making $12 for the day instead of what I really would have been making for the day. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be eating these stupid stale donuts when I could be outside right now buying a real donut, even though I can't eat donuts right now because I'm on the diet. But you get the point, bastards. So I'm not even, jury duty people, I take it all back. I'm not even mad at you. Criminals, I'm mad at you with your punk ass. I just thought about that, you bastards. You're the reason that there's a problem with the jury duty system. You would, I, because of you, you got us locked in a room with 11 idiots. You bastards. Sorry, Judy, jury duty people. I, I take everything back I just said that's bad about you and just take all of that and put it towards the damn criminals. You the one that is messing it up for everybody, you bastards. Got locks on my doors because of you. I got to walk down the street looking tougher than I actually am because of you. You, you bastards. But then again, I have to think in terms of people that were criminals at one point and then rehabilitated themselves. I have respect for them. I realize something now. I don't really gather my thoughts much. I just kind of let them come out like vomit. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, folks, I know the jury duty system is an important thing. It's an important thing and it must be done. I understand the way it's the, the designed the way it is and why it works the way it does. And I think it's probably probably the best system in the world. But just because you're the best in the world doesn't mean you still don't suck. OK. That's all I'm saying. Rambling segments over. All right, folks, I want to talk to you guys about trust, my friends. Trust, trust, trust. And how often we have to trust people we don't know with stuff and how weird it is, right? How weird it is. And I'm telling you right now, the reason I say this is because my my car very rarely is out of my sight. 
you know, I, I, I drive a lot and I'm you know, usually the car. The only time the car is not out is out of my sight is when it's in front of where I'm living or sleeping at the time or whatever hotel or whatever. And I can look out the window and see it. So it's not, it's like having your kid in another room. You can't look at them right now, but you can look at them whenever you want to when you know they're there, right? You're not staring at your five year old, but you can hear him or her in the other room bouncing on the couch. You know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like that. Right. So even when I even even in all of my previous inspections with this car, I just kind of sat in the, in the room and I could literally look uh, the way it was the way the uh, the place was situated was you could sit down and, you know, you get maybe get some coffee or whatever and you can look through the glass and you can see them inspecting the car. So the cars never really out of, of your sight. Or in this case, obviously, the mighty Toyota Camry was never out of my sight. But this is the first time I went to inspection after a bunch of inspections that I went through with flying colors. Where it was no big deal. You just sat there. You, you, you check this, check that, check this, check that. Everything's great. Mr. Thomas, it costs this. Hey, pay this. Blah, 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 blah. But this is the first time I go there to get the car inspected. And they said to you, me, Mr. Thomas, we're going to you're going to have to come back later today to get your car. And I said, what? I have to come back why are there a bunch of cars in front of me it's going to take that long because if it's going to take you know an hour or two I, I'll, I'll, I have no problem I'll just sit right here. no 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 Mr. Thomas you're going to have to leave because I don't think you want to be here that long I said and what do you mean by that long it might take five six hours wait a second what five or six hours for something that should take 30 to 45 minutes why is that well we went through the car and there's a problem sir really there's a problem then what is the problem well we have we have to deal with the engine light the engine light went on and we need to check a couple of things wait a second and i had to leave my car there i looked at my car I looked at the mighty toyota camry and i gave the guy my key my and my registration and my insurance papers right I mean, those are the kind of things that say that you have the car. If you have the insurance papers and the, and the registration, you could just do whatever you want with the car. You could just drive around us. It's like it's like having a, a, a permission slip to take the kid to take your kid on a trip. Right. You give somebody a permission papers and they get, and give them your kid. They can do whatever they want. They could drive to another state with your kid. You gave them paperwork that said that they could. And now I just gave this person who's fixing my car, who now needs to keep my car when I can't keep my arm, eye on my car. I can't see my sweet, mighty Toyota Camry. All of a sudden, I got to leave my car and my keys and my paperwork with this bastard. And all of a sudden, there's a problem with my car. And I didn't think there was a problem with my car. And I want to know what the hell is going on. Damn it. I want to know what the hell's going on. But I had no choice. I had to leave. I had to leave my car there with these bastards. And I didn't realize I had to leave the car with those bastards. And I was going to walk and catch uh, the bus to get to another bus to get home. But I decided I wanted them to make the nice long walk because it was within walking distance, long walking distance, but walking distance. And I wanted to walk and reflect upon my car's health. It wasn't anything life threatening to the car, but just an annoyance, kind of like if you, you know, if you had a sprained ankle or a bruised rib, something like that. Nothing that it was life threatening, just something that needed to be treated because it was important to be treated. And I had to have it treated. And I was walking home thinking about my car. I was wondering if the mighty Toyota was wondering, why, why is my human leaving? He's never left me before. He's left me outside, but he's never just left. And why is my human allowing these people that I don't know to open my hood and play with my stuff? You know, I don't like it. You know, it's like, what's going on here? 
Why is this other person backing me onto this? Well, I'm being lifted into the air. What the hell is this? I've never been this high in the air before. What is going on? Where's my human? I wish I could pick up the phone and call the car. It's okay, car. It's okay. You're at the mechanic's office. You're at the mechanic's shop right now. This is a good person. This is a person that's been recommended to me by my friends and family, and he's a trustworthy group of people. You're going to be okay. You're in good hands, car. But I couldn't do that. I could not do that. The car was sitting there without me wondering what the hell was going on. So I walk home, and I'm sitting. It took me about 40 minutes to get home because I stopped to get coffee. <laughs> I mean, not that I wasn't worried, but I, I like coffee, F y'all. And I looked at the phone and I wanted to pick up the phone and call and say, how's, how's the mighty Toyota Camry doing? And I knew it was too early to call because they said five or six hours, but I don't care. It's my car, damn it. I'll call if I want to. I picked up the phone and called them and nobody answered. Why is that? Why is no one answering the phone when you've got my car? I'm going to call and check in on my car and you're not going to pick up the phone. Damn it. I don't want to know why you won't pick up the phone. I, I picked up the phone and called their punk asses again. And they picked up the phone. I said, hi, this is Mr. Thomas. Yes. I said, I'm the one that had the mighty Toyota Camry. Which one? There's only one mighty Toyota Camry. You may have other Toyota Camry Camrys in that place but damn it there's only one mighty toyota camry gosh dang it but then i gave him the license plate and he goes oh that one no we haven't gotten to that one yet you haven't gotten to it yet hmm? we'll call you oh, i'll bet you will we'll call you at a certain time they give me a certain time i look at that time and the time comes and they did not call me they didn't call me they said they were gonna call me but they didn't call me what is it like when someone says they're going to call you when they don't call you? Does it make you trust that bastard or does it make you go, you don't care about my mighty Toyota Camry? You just wanted to have my mighty Toyota Camry there so you can make some money, you bastard. So I call back and I go, you know, you're going to have to leave your mighty Toyota Camry here overnight. I said, I it's bad enough you had my mighty Toyota Camry all day. You think I'm going to leave my mighty Toyota Camry all over there overnight and you're closed tomorrow and you're closed Saturday and you're closed. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to go the whole weekend without my mighty Toyota Camry. You got to give me my mighty Toyota Camry back because I got some stuff to do. I know that it isn't past inspection, but I gave, brought it in early just to be sure. And I'm glad I did because if I had brought it in at the last minute, I would have no choice but to leave my mighty Toyota Camry with your punk asses because it would have been not street legal because the thing would have expired and I would have been at your punk ass mercy but no I'm coming back for the mighty Toyota Camry and then I'll bring it back on Monday when I'm ready to bring it back yeah that's right so they put the mighty Toyota Camry back together. They put it back together. I went to pick up the mighty Toyota Camry. I took the mighty Toyota Camry out and we drove around and we had a great time I turned on the radio and we just listened and listened and listened and listened and had a great time and the mighty Toyota Camry asked me, do I have to go back to that place? And I said, yes, mighty Toyota Camry, you have to go back one more time. There's a part that you need. What part? I feel fine. I know you feel fine. You drive fine. Everything's great. But sometimes even when we feel good, there's a problem going on. You can feel like everything's great, but not realize that a tendon in your leg. Well, you don't have legs. You have wheels. But like a, I, I've been before. I've, everything felt fine. But as it turns out, at the time, I had high blood pressure. And it could have been a problem. I didn't realize that at the time. But it, at the time, it was, it was a problem. And I felt great, but it could have been a problem. And now the problem is not a problem. And I want to put you in a position where your problem is no longer a problem. Is that okay, Toyota Camry? 
Oh, so I'm not mighty anymore. I meant to say mighty Toyota Camry. I'm just trying to comfort you. Sorry, car. Sorry, car. You are the mighty Toyota Camry. I, 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 that was a slip of the tongue. Not a, not an indictment, my friend. And the mighty Toyota Camry goes, okay, I'll go back Monday. But if I have to go back again, I'm telling you, I'm going to strand you someplace. And I said, really? You're going to go all the way to stranding me someplace after all I've been done, done for you? Yeah, but well, you're the one that left me alone with those weirdos. I said, hey, okay, car, calm down. You know, because I'm already looking at RAV4, so you don't want to push me. And I said, oh, you're looking at RAV4s, huh? So you're going to you're gonna trade me in for someone from my own Toyota family? I'm just trying to keep it in the family. <laughs> the mighty Toyota Camry didn't find that funny. I know it didn't find that funny because it shut off. And then when I got out to lift up the hood, it drove over my foot. But it was smart. It drove over the non-driving foot. It's not a dumb car. It's a smart car. And I limped back into the car and I said, really, was that necessary? And the car goes, next time, keep your mouth shut, punk. And I said, sorry, car. But I often wonder sometimes when you take your car places and you have to leave your stuff places, do you ever get weird when you have to leave your electronics and anything important and allow other people to be around them? You ever have somebody house at your house? And you're wondering what the hell they're doing in there. Because you know if it's your house. Just like somebody who gets followed around by cameras on a reality program. You kind of forget. And you just kind of get a little lax with hiding stuff. You're not going to hide anything in your house. All the weird crap that you like to do. You're not going to hide that crap in your own house. Right? Why? Who, who cares? It's your house. Nobody cares. But now all of a sudden you're going to be gone for a little while. You're on the road doing a gig. I mean not doing a gig. I mean because that would imply it. I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about other people. <laughs> F y'all. Say <clears throat> so you're a traveling salesperson, definitely not a, me going to other cities to tell jokes and then having people be at my house to make sure the house is cool and finding weird crap. Not that there's any weird crap in my house. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but what about they find weird crap? Don't you don't you aren't you afraid they're going to find weird crap in your house? Maybe they'll go through your medicine cabinet. Right. And find some weird crap there, right? Maybe they're going to go, yeah, you know, since I'm already here, I don't want to go all the way back home to eat. And I got this hoagie with me. I'll just eat it at this dining room table. Let me turn on the television and then you just find out what kind of channels you're watching, right? You know, just you send your computer in to one of them, the geek squad or whatever that is. And they got to go through your system to fix your computer. And you're so used to looking at stuff on your computer, you don't even think about it. And your computer goes down and you just want to get your computer fixed. And you realize that the geek squad has to go through your computer file by file, which will include your search history, which will include downloaded programs, which will include them realizing that you're really, really a sick bastard. Right. What you need to do when you send your computer into the Geek Squad to get it fixed, look at the person's face when they give you your computer back, right? If you get your computer back, hey, no problem, sir. It was great to do this thing here and whatever, whatever, this, that, and the other, and, that, and it cost this, that, and the other. It's just a great thing. <laughs> then you're fine. But when they give you the computer back and they all of a sudden they're wearing rubber gloves, right? And you say, is that my computer? And they go, yeah. And then they push it to you with their foot. And then they take their shoe off and burn it in front of you. You kind of get the feeling they saw what you were searching and saw what you were watching. You sick bastard. Not that that's ever happened to me. <laughs> is there really uh, is there really a, uh, a thing about getting banned by the Geek Squad for being a sick bastard? I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm, I want to know whether or not the guy that said that to me uh, was just kidding or not.
I mean, specifically, I mean, not that that was said to me. <clears throat> I heard that that that's a thing that could be said to other people. It's a very rare thing that's happened to someone else. That's that's not me, but because there's no way that you know that that would happen to me because there's nothing on my computer <clears throat> that would be something that I would be ashamed of because you know you you know. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean there's a couple of times I was on the computer doing some research on string theory and, um, you know, I, I typed in string theory and it accidentally went to, um, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> um, black women with huge asses dot com because the because, you know, they, they're spelled similarly, you know, I mean, you know, in, you know, <clears throat> So, um, so like I was saying, uh, uh it is, it's kind of weird when you, when you, you know, send your stuff to other people and they're, they're alone, like in your house or, uh, or with, the, you know, they got your car and you, 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 you're not around your car or they have your, your computer and stuff. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, but, um, I'm just, I'm just starting to think that maybe, you know, you know, computers aren't ex as expensive as they, as they used to be, you know, it's, uh. Yeah, I think that maybe, you know, because I have a computer that I got to get fixed at some point. And I'm starting to think that maybe that, uh, you know, I should just, you know, do do everything on my phone for a while. And then, um, you know, instead, instead of paying the, the squads to go through the, the computer and uh, fix the computer, I, I think maybe it might be better to just buy a buy another computer and, and just take the computer that exists right now and, uh, you know, shred the hard drive and then burn it. And then, um, then put it in acid and then whatever's left of that, um, burn that and then put it in acid again and then break it into 700 different, uh, pieces and, uh, drive around the country, dropping little bits and pieces of the hard drive into different, uh, locations so they can making the, make it an point to not touch any of the envelopes with my hand or to leave any forensic evidence on there because, you know, I don't want anybody, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's an ungodly amount of porno on there because, you know, I don't really, um, I don't really watch, uh, porno movies that, that much. Uh, I'm just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, it should be, I don't want, you know, cause people might get the wrong impression that I'm, you know, obsessed with attractive black women with huge butts and fat asses and, um, you know, and, and, and that's really not the case. And it definitely would not be, um, 900 gigabytes of, you know, porno films of black women with big asses and big boobs also little asses and little boobs and basically just lots of black women women are getting it on um but it, it, i don't have that on um i mean i know none of i know it's not i know it's not illegal but you know just because something isn't illegal doesn't mean it's it's not embarrassing um you know but but be not, not not that i have any of that stuff i because i, I don't um you know my computer's usually is full of jokes and podcast episodes and uh <clears throat> you know stuff like that but definitely not um definitely not a terabyte of beautiful black women banging um you know this you know i mean i mean i mean, I mean, I mean realistically who who has two terabytes of of black women banging on porno you know what i mean nobody has that i mean it, it, that's just really weird you know, the, you know what i'm saying i mean i mean i can't even imagine someone would have four terabytes of a uh, of, of beautiful black women when uh, in porno banging because that that's you know no no, no one has five terabytes of that so, uh, 
uh, so so what I'm saying is that it's I, I, I'm sometimes a little uncomfortable leaving, you know, my, uh, you know, letting people in my house when I'm not there, even though I need that, that, that to happen sometimes. And uh, I don't like leaving my car overnight places. And, um, you know, definitely not. Uh, I definitely don't want anybody, uh, you know, going through the 10 terabytes of beautiful black women with big asses and big tits uh, banging on the <clears throat> porno banging on the on, you know, because, you know, that this to have 20 terabytes of that is ridiculous. <clears throat> so uh you know like i said uh it's it, it's good to, to you know to not have people you know uh going through your stuff because you know it, it, um yeah that uh, segment over oh my friends my friends my friends i'm gonna have to admit some crap to you and granted i've been doing this for four years and a lot of you've been listening to me for four years and i i know what you're thinking it's like you've already said more embarrassing crap than you're about to say right now so really it's not that big of a deal i get it i get it but i'm gonna put a goal out there for myself and I, i'm gonna do this because i want to put some more pressure on myself and uh you know as kind of a little extra motivation you know <sighs> I got a doctor's appointment in the middle of February, and between now and that doctor's appointment, I want to lose about 25 pounds, somewhere in that neighborhood, okay? Let's say 25 pounds, okay? And it's doable. It'll be tough, but it's doable, and I, and I wanted to make it difficult. I wanted to make it a number that's that's at the on the outside of what's possible because I want to put some pressure on myself, and I'm, I'm telling you bastards, and I, and I want to do it. And one of the reasons I want to do it is because I want to do it because I, I, you know, the, you, when you lose weight, you feel healthier, and I, I wanted to be in a nice, take a nice big ch- chunk out of uh, everything, and uh, and also I, I just remember the last time I went to the doctor. See, when you go to the doctor's office on a regular basis, and of course you do, and you lose weight, even if it's not as much weight as you should lose, but it's a loss. Your doctor kind of gives you that look, that that facial thumbs up. You can see a little bit of a smile in their eyes, like, my patient's doing good. My patient's doing better. My patient's listening to my information. They're not doing, I mean, they're not, this person is not dropping weight like like some kind of, you know, like they uh, have Jillian Barbary following them around or anything like that, like they're on The Biggest Loser or anything like that, but they're losing weight. And as long as they're losing weight, as long as it's nice and steady, eventually it'll lose all the weight and it'll be great. And I'll have these great blood tests and triple tests and quadruple tests and all of that crap and it's going to be great and i can point to that person and go see that person that person was a fat bastard but now it's a healthy bastard because uh, well it's because of the fact that i'm the greatest doctor in the history of the world and look how healthy they are because of me damn it and the last time i went to the the, the time before last i went to the doctor I, I lost some weight and it was a nice little bit of weight but it was much, not as much as i would want it to be but it was enough where the doctor goes good job mr thomas good job and she looks at me and she has that little smile on her face and everything's great but then, dun, 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 the last time I went to the doctor, I stood on the scale. And the nurse who was doing it was having a pleasant conversation with me. And she was looking at my paperwork. And she saw all that, that lose, lose, loss, 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 loss. You're doing really good, Just keep up the good work. And then I stepped on the scale. I had gained three pounds. Now, granted, it was over the course of like five and a half months, but it wasn't a loss. It was a gain, a gain of three. And the nurse had a look on her face like, you make me sick. 
right? She tried to hide it, but I could tell what she was thinking. She, she tried to hide it, but I could tell what she was thinking. She looked at me like, and all of a sudden, the, the pleasant little conversation that we had before, all of a sudden, it became all clinical and crap. I wasn't the patient she was having fun talking to. I was the next person. I was patient number seven for the day all of a sudden. She didn't even, she didn't even call me Mr. Thomas anymore. She was always like, hey, buddy, you or they know the kind of thing a woman calls you you know sometimes you're hanging out with a lady and you think she thinks you're cute and all of a sudden she finds out something about you and all of a sudden you ain't cute anymore you know that kind of thing hey cutie hey cutie hey cutie you know i have my two daughters daughters uh okay sir you know that kind of thing that kind of crap right there that crap right there damn it that bull crap all of a sudden, I'm sir. I'm not even Mr. Thomas anymore. I'm not a honey anymore. Not a not a flirty honey, but like the, gen, the generic honey. I don't even get that crap. That damn it. And she, she she takes my blood pressure. She goes, "You have good blood pressure." And then under her breath, I could hear, "I don't know how you fat piece of shit." And I went, "What did you just say?" She goes, "No, I said I said I said nothing. I definitely didn't call you a fat bastard." Yeah, damn it. And then she tells me to go back out into the room and that the doctor was going to call me in a minute. Actually, she didn't say the doctor was going to call me in a minute. She grabbed me by my belt buckle, grabbed me by the back of my shirt and pushed me out the window and said, shut up, bastard. And then she kicked me in the ass and I fell to the floor and everybody in the waiting room was like, you must have gained three pounds in the past six months. And I said, how did you know that? She goes, yeah, usually when people gain at least 2.9 pounds or more in the past few months, the nurse usually roughs them up and then kicks them in the ass and shoves them back into the damn waiting room. And I said, oh, and I sat there. And I sat there with the rest of the people in the waiting room. We're trying to have a conversation. And then when the security guard comes up to me and goes, U.S. Anthony Thomas. And I go, yeah. And, you know, and then he goes, you gained three pounds, didn't you? I said, why is that? Because I have a little, little, little alert here on my phone that says, move the fat three pound plus bastard into another section. And they made me sit into a section labeled fat bastards. And I was the only one there. And being the kind of person that I am, I didn't say anything about the other fat bastards. And I, and I looked at one dude and he goes, I know you're looking at me because I'm fat. But guess what? I lost five pounds, tub of shit. And I said, that that, that language is not necessary. <laughs> I sat there the whole time and everybody that walked past me spit on me. I couldn't believe it. Go, hey, are you after? Yeah, you you gained three pounds, didn't you? Yeah. I said, well, that's not right to spit on people. And they said, shut up, fatty. And then they left. And a couple of people from the street who didn't even have to go to the doctor's office, they said, we got a text that there was a fat piece of shit in there named S. Anthony. They walked in and they spit on me. Okay, nobody spit on me. They spit at me. They were not rude enough to spit on me, mainly because I'd probably kick their ass if they did that, but they did spit in my vicinity. You know, that's all I got to say. Mm. And the doctor calls, um, Mr. Thomas, Mr. Thomas, my dad said, Hey, doc. She goes, Hey, wait a second. You look three pounds fatter, damn it. I said, No, I don't. It's all shoes. Sure, it was. We always make you take your shoes off before we wear your fat ass, fat boy. And then I was walking back there. She grabbed me by the front of my shirt and said, Get your fat ass in there and push me through the door. And I said, Dad, Doc, I mean, I mean, I, that's the first time in a while you gain weight, you fat bastard. I said, come on, Doc, you're supposed to be encouraging me. She said, I did encourage you, but apparently this time you didn't listen, fat old. I didn't appreciate that crap at all.
Not at all did I appreciate that crap. Damn it. You know, I tried to sit down in the chair and she said, you don't get a chair. This is like the Steve Wilkos show. This is like the Steve Wilkos show. Stand up. And then she took the chair and threw it out of the room. And appreciate that crap at all. Damn it. Make me sick. And she weighed me. She said, I knew it. 3.01 pounds. And she had a look on her face. You know that look your parents give you when you know they love you? They love you, but they're disappointed in you. But they still love you. But they're disappointed in you. But they still love you. But they're disappointed in you. She gave me that look. And I didn't appreciate that crap. What's wrong with you, you tubby shit? Um, I had a lot of stress, Doc. What is that? A new candy? I said, oh, we're very funny. You think I said I had a lot of stress. And then you said it's stress, a new candy. That's very funny, doctor. That's very funny. No, I had a lot of problems. You know, I had a lot of bad things happen to me and they were really, really tough. You know, I just want to say right now that, you know, I, I, I promise you, doc, that I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take care of business, doc. And I'm going to make sure that I that I take care of business and that I don't that, that, that I don't. I'm going to go back to losing weight. In fact, doc, I'm going to lose some good weight before I come back. And I'm damn it. I'm going to lose good weight before I come back. You know what I'm thinking right now? Damn it. I'm thinking that what I want to do. I want to lose 25 pounds now between now and when I see the doctor again. I'm getting, I don't want to see that look on her face or that nurse's face again. I want to walk into that office with 25 pounds less on my ass and I want to walk in there and I want to see that security guard. I want that security guard to go. He's going to go and he's going to reach to his belt to pull out his nightstick so he can swing it at me again. He's going to go, wait a second. I was going to viciously beat you, but I can see now you lost quite a bit of weight, probably with 20, 25 pounds. And I'll say, yes, Nick, you know what? Good, good, good. And then I'm going to walk towards the doctor's office. And as I'm walking to the, he's going to go, ha, ha, ha. he doesn't need to take a number like the rest of these losers. He's one of the people that actually lost some real weight. You were supposed to be number 10, but because these losers actually gained weight or didn't lose enough weight, you get to see the doctor first. And then other people are going to object. Oh, wait a minute. That's not fair. And then he's going to club him in the head and say, shut up, ass wipes. He lost weight. You didn't. Yeah. And the doctor is going to come out and go, where's Anthony? You are such an incredible man. You lost 25 pounds. It's incredible. You know what? Your next six doctor visits are on me. And I'm going to go, thank you very much, doc. Well, what if I lose the, the rest of the weight and I come back and I don't have to lose any more weight after that? And she goes, if you do that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start just giving you chunks of my salary because of your incredibleness. That'll be great. <laughs> okay, that was a little bit of a flight of fancy. But what I'm saying is I do want to lose 25 pounds between now and when I see the doctor again. Did I embellish what it felt like? Yes. But I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit embarrassed, man. Because I got a little nonchalant about it. I got a little lazy. I got a little, well, I shouldn't say lazy, I still work. But I, say I got a little, little bit uh, sloppy with everything. Because quite frankly, I... You know, I was doing kind of the same stuff I wasn't in. But what happened was I was taking a couple of days when I should have been working. I was like, ah, I don't feel like it. I'm going to do this. Ah, maybe I'll do this. Ah, maybe I'll do that. And that added to me not only not losing some weight, it added me actually gaining three pounds. I know now not to do what I was doing on those particular occasions. So what I'm saying is I want to walk in there. And, and, and the doctor really did make me feel weird. Because the doc, like I said, the doctor did have that look in the face like, mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know, like I said, I embellished because I, I do. That's what I do on the podcast. But the nurse did look at the scaling. And went. I heard her. She tried to. She tried to cover it up, but I heard her. And then my doctor looked at. <laughs> my doctor opened up the thing and said, "Okay, uh, you know, blood pressure is good, and this is great, and the blood work is good, and this you get." <sighs> Looks like you um. Looks like you gained a couple pounds, yeah, three pounds, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, you do it normally, you do good, so I know, I know you're good, so just, uh, you know, uh, keep up the good work, uh, you know, just, just, just go back to what you were doing before. It's like, it's like, it's like defending your wife against someone that it looks like you can beat them up, and then the person looks at you, and you know, standing in front of the person, that even though it looks like you could physically beat this person up, this person is a freaking psycho, and you better just back off. <laughs> Right. And you kind of back down from the fist fight like, you know, a couple seconds ago, I was pretty sure I could whoop this person's ass. But there's something inside this guy's eyes that make me think that not only even if I beat his ass for the next six months, he's going to be plotting to come to my house and eat me. So I'm I'm, I'm just going to kind of, you know, I'm going to kind of back up off this dude. And your wife's looking at the person and looking at you going, my husband could easily whoop this person. Maybe you should slap him around a little bit. And then she sees you back down and she looks at you like. I still love you, but uh, it was kind of like that look I got. Kind of like that. And I don't want that look again, damn it. I don't want it. No. I want the doctor to look at my the scale and go, good job, Mr. Thomas. Good job. And I want to look at the scale at my, myself and go, good job, S. Anthony. Good job. I want that crap and I'm going to have that crap. So I'm telling you right now, that's the goal. And I'm going for it, damn it. Now, if I, of course, fall short, I don't want to hear any shit from you losers. <laughs> but I am going to go for it. So if any of you out there are uh, fat bastards or semi-fat bastards or slightly fat bastards like me, you know, take the challenge with me, my friends. Whatever you got to lose. Pick a number and go for it, you bastards, because that's what I'm going to do. You dig? Let's lose that ass. Segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 294 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you guys very, very much for sticking with me. Thank you for the retweets, the reblogs, the shares on Facebook and all the other social media stuff. Thank you for recommending me to your friends. Uh, much love to everybody. I appreciate all that you do. Much love to you. And thank you. Thanks for the kind email too. I really, really appreciate that. You bastards. Uh, I would normally list all the places where I am as a, as a, as a, as a podcaster, but you know, I've been on this, I've been on this podcast grind for a long time now. Uh, it's been four years. I'm pretty much every damn where at this point, <laughs> you know, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, uh, Spotify. I'm everywhere. My friends. You know, just Google my name, S. Anthony Thomas, or just Google the podcast, S. Anthony Says, and dag nabbit, dag nabbit, you'll find me. And mo and a lot of you have found me that way, and a lot of you found me through uh through your friends as well. So I want to thank you guys. Much love to every last one of you bastards. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, for those of you that don't know what the email is, please feel free to send an email to yours truly at uh, talktosanthony at gmail.com, talk to s anthony at gmail.com t-a-l-k-t-o then of course my name s anthony at gmail.com and uh i look forward to talking to you and hearing what you think about the show this week and uh 
and uh, you know all the other kind of st- all the other kind of ways we interact with each other because I really do enjoy our interactions with each other because you guys are cool and I, I really appreciate you, folks. I'm gonna say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it with me because I know you say it with me the way I say it. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm gonna do it on the count of three. Please uh, say it with me. Are you ready? One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Go!